tēnā koutou. You're listening to a co-education podcast, pushing the boundaries of educational possibilities. Nau mai, piki mai, kake mai ki tēnei pakihere roki roki. Tēnā koutou katoa and welcome to this co-education Tātai Ahoro podcast about the spiral of inquiry with me, Rebecca Sweeney, and my very special guest, Judy Halbert. Judy is the co-creator of the Spiral of Inquiry and the co-founder of the Networks of Inquiry and Indigenous Education. Kia ora, Judy. It's so great to have you here. Well, thanks a lot, Rebecca. It's wonderful to be here, and uh, and I just really appreciate the connection with New Zealand and with Core Education and with your work. And I'd just like to start by acknowledging that I'm speaking today from the traditional unceded territory of the Musqueam, Tsleil-Waututh and Squamish people in the city of Vancouver. Uh, and I'm speaking to you from Ōtautahi Christchurch in the South Island of New Zealand. The first question I've got for you is quite a biggie, and I'm sure everyone will be interested to know, what is getting you energised or interested in your work right now? Well, I'm super energized right now, and I'm excited, and I'm optimistic, and I'm pumped. So how's that for starters? And I think what's exciting, it's also challenging, but is the ways in which here in, in British Columbia, our schools have been shut since the beginning of March, and so everything has moved online. And we've seen that accelerate change. Uh, we're seeing more collaboration, the development of new expertise, um, the development of adaptive expertise in the face of challenges for which we don't know the answers. We're seeing genuine curiosity on the part of teachers and principals and support staff with that key question that's at the heart of the spiral of inquiry, which is what's going on for our learners and how do we know? We're living in that question right now. And I think that what the, the other thing that's exciting me is that I'm seeing changes in the relationships between teachers with each other and with teachers and families and teachers and learning. So that kind of triangle of relationships, it's really been encouraging to see. And people are seeing each other as people first, as individuals, and their roles are secondary. And I think that's a real accelerant for us. So. I'm also seeing that we're not just talking the talk of challenging biases and assumptions and being curious. We've been dumped into the middle of that. So many of the, the assumptions that uh, teachers have had about their learning, learners have been challenged when they're seeing them in different ways. Many of our assumptions about families and about they care about schooling has been challenged. Uh, we're just coming face to face with a lot of our own biases and assumptions right now that I think is has the potential to be really, really healthy. The other thing that's exciting me, and you were part of this, Rebecca, last week, is how people in our network are just moving into increasing roles of responsibility. So we've worked with grad students over the last 15 years, and now they're in formal roles as superintendents within the ministry, at school and district levels, and they're bringing that inquiry orientation and that spirit of networking to their work. So I think the ways in which people are stepping up, being willing to take on new challenges and being willing to ask the hard questions is particularly exciting. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. It's a bit like, you know, I can hear the, the long years and effort that both you and Linda and others have put into the spiral of inquiry and spreading that love. 
glad that you mentioned Linda because it would be uh, remiss of me not to say that any anything that I say uh, is inclusive of Linda and I having developed the network, developed um, this this approach together, and also Helen Timperley, who is one of our uh, heroes and uh, role models and worked with us. So it was really a three-person collaboration between New Zealand and British Columbia in the development of the spiral. And we've learned so much from Helen and so much from the, the fantastic work in many, many places in New Zealand that has really helped um, move the work in Canada forward in some pretty significant ways. So that's, that's exciting too. It is, isn't it? And I just love the connection that New Zealand has with Canada in, in lots of different ways, yeah. And speaking of, of Helen as well, Professor Helen Timperley at University of Auckland, I know she's been a big promoter or converser about the notion of adaptive expertise, which you mentioned is exciting you and Linda at the moment as well. And I just wondered, just staying on that track for a second with adaptive expertise, what what shifts have you seen in like give us a little more detail there tell us a little bit more about adaptive expertise and what's changed in this this space well i think that you know helen's definition of adaptive expertise is the the expertise for which we to tackle challenges and problems for which we don't already have the answers if we knew what to do we'd be doing it so we have been dumped unceremoniously into this place where really everything is new and the way teachers have responded, and it's not universal, but I think that where teachers are supported, where they've been engaged in inquiry and bring that kind of curious mindset to the work, they're developing new expertise really, really rapidly. And the other thing that I think that's happened is that for a lot of teachers, they need to see to believe. We can talk until we're blue in the face, but it's actually seeing another colleague doing some work or seeing a breakthrough with their learners that gives them the confidence to move forward. And so we're seeing quite a bit of that right now, of the willingness to, because we're trying new things, but then to see the impact of it and to build the confidence to try some more. So the sure. routines that we had in place, they no longer exist. So it's, it's just a, it's a very, I think, promising time. The other thing that we're seeing is that there has been a fatigue with online learning and a desire, a desperate need almost to be back to face-to-face, -face, but also wanting to maintain some of the new learning and new experience that COVID has required. So how can we build on the new expertise that's being developed as we move back into a more familiar spaces? And and we're seeing we're, we're just at the early days of that. School's just gone back in this week, part-time on a voluntary basis. But we're seeing the changes already, and I think those are really promising. For the listeners out there who might be listening to us down the track, I think they've probably figured out now that we're talking about the global pandemic. <laughs> so uh, it has been a very interesting time, and we can really relate here to a lot of what you're saying. You've been listening to a Core Education Podcast pushing the boundaries of educational possibilities. They're not our culture.